Yo, what's up, guys? What is up? It's your man, I do a barber. I'm back with another Beyond the Chair podcast, and it's going down today, y'all. It is going down. I've got to burn somebody. I've got to set the record straight because me, if there's any other YouTube barbers listening to this, you guys know you make videos for whatever reason. I, I mean, look, everyone on YouTube makes video for a variety of reasons, but mostly when you talk about, I'm just going to speak on the barbering community because that's what I know. Uh, people make these videos be out of love, you know, because they want to help and things like this. Now, lately, you guys know that I've been doing a lot of videos talking about finances and money and things like that. Haven't really been doing a lot of haircut tutorials, but I put out a video recently. It was called How I Made $45,000 in an 11-Minute Phone Call. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, go back and check the video out. It's on the channel. Um, it's Wow, it's actually funny. I just realized that. Uh, today is July. This is right. Today's July 1st, right? Yeah, today is July 1st. So the deadline for that was actually today, but you probably can still get in on this. Um, just go back and check the video out. But I'm going to talk about more in that video. But someone left a comment, and it was actually a barber who left a comment on that video and trying to say how I was wrong trying to say how I'm in, I'm incorrect and blah, blah, blah. When I'm trying to help people make money and build wealth, yet you have someone else out here trying to tear you down at the same time and say how you're wrong, which in this scenario, I was not wrong at all, okay? And it's a shame because this is what happens. And so you guys, can, you know, I'm, we're going to go into this. We're going to go in a little bit in depth. And I'm actually going to show you guys how to build wealth as a barber, how to get rich as a barber, how to live the life that you want to live as a barber, how to ride around in Lambos and, and have houses all over the world. I'm going to show you guys how to do this stuff as a barber. You know, we're going to talk about that in this podcast. And I'm going to show you some numbers. So if you guys want to, you know, crunch some numbers with me, I'm going to give you guys all the websites so you guys can crunch your own individual numbers. I'm going to just more crunch some broad numbers and um, hope, hopefully you guys get some jewels out of this and get some knowledge because, look, that's what this is all about. Shout out to everyone um, <laughs> that's that's watching. Uh, we're going to get into this. So and I'm going to be honest. So during during the quarantine, I planned my retirement. Me and my wife, we planned our retirement. So I know the type of life I want to live. I want to, I know the type of lifestyle I want to live in retirement. You know, I want to have houses all over the world. I want to be driving around in Lambos. I want to be flying in. Like, I, I don't want to be just stuck in one place living all year round. I want to, if I want to go uh, fly into Florida, live in my condo in Florida for a few months, I want to do that. If I want to come back to Texas, live for a few months, I want to do that. If I want to fly out of a different country to a house that I own in a different country for a few months just to change the weather, to change the scenery, I can do that. That's the type of lifestyle that I plan on living in retirement. So how do I, how am I going to get there? We're going to talk about that in this video. I'm going to show you some of the, the things that I'm doing to prepare myself to get ready for retirement. And if you guys didn't know, I'm, I plan to retire in about eight to 10 years. So uh, we're going to talk about that in this video today. And we're really going to talk more about this particular barber who left a comment on my video exposing how dumb he is. Now I say that, and, and I'm not trying to put the guy down or anything. I say this, trust me, all the stuff I say, and let me just throw this little disclaimer out there. I say all, all of this stuff that I'm going to say, out of love. Okay. It might, I might be frustrated, whatever, but it's frustrating because people are ignorant. People don't have the knowledge. And then people 
And look, I've always said this. A little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. I hope I want to say this again. A little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. I hope you guys can remember these words. Remember those words. A little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. Okay. So um, let me bring up some of some of the uh, the screenshots here. And oh my gosh, guys, it's it's very frustrating when I read this message because you know on YouTube you get people that just either hate on you or for whatever like maybe they're just they don't know what the hell is going on but let's go into the message and i hope that barber because i told him to come to the podcast and listen and yeah we can we can talk about this stuff and and i can inform him and let me say this too before i before i show you guys the screenshots of his of his comments (laughs) let me let me show you this let me show you guys this or let me tell you this okay it actually took me a little bit of work to find his comments. Okay. So check this out. I went to the video to get screenshots of the, which I knew I should have screenshotted at the moment he did it because I know people do this. And I don't know if, if you didn't do this, I apologize. But if you go to that video of how I made $45,000 in 11 minutes, you can't see his comments under the video, which means he may have deleted his comments. So here's a little tip for you guys that like to leave comments on people's videos. Maybe you want to be a hater and just kind of leave a comment and whatever. Just know this, me personally, as a content creator, I know how I know how to go back and find those messages, okay, or not messages, but the comments. I know how to go back and find the comments, okay, so just because you deleted your comment so the public can't see it doesn't mean that I can't see it, okay, so <laughs> that's where you you get caught in screenshot territory, okay, so let me, <laughs> oh, there's somebody that thumbed down the video already, boy, I'm telling you, this is what I'm trying to tell you, um, Ivy Mac. People that thumb down the can you imagine? I'm giving you guys some keys on how to build wealth, how to get rich. Open your eyes to some different strategies of investing. Now, th- all of the stuff that I'm detailing here is real estate driven. This is real estate driven. We're not talking about stocks. You know, I talk about stocks in other videos, but this stuff is real estate driven. Different strategies of real estate. Now, look, I'm gonna go over a few strategies. I'm not gonna go over all the strategies because there's so many different strategies of real estate to to go over and it's just too much guys. So uh, I'm just going to go over a few for you guys. Okay. But in this video, um, it's just crazy. Like people who thumb down a video, like, can you imagine how miserable their life is? Um, you know, just think about that. Think about the bulk of this video, right? They're thumbing down the video for what reason? But this is what I'm saying. Stay positive guys. Just stay positive. Don't focus on that, that dumb stuff. Let's get right into it. Okay. Here's a screenshot. So, okay, I hope you guys can see this. If you can't, if you're watching on your phone, you'll blow it up uh, for everyone that's listening on the podcast and platforms: Google, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, um, what a Stitcher, all the all the podcast and platforms. I'm sorry, guys. Come on over to YouTube and you can see the screenshots. But don't worry, I'm here for you. I'm gonna read out all the screenshots for you. Okay, I'm gonna read out. I'm gonna read out this little dialogue that uh, both of us had, and uh, hopefully, I can read this because. What I'm seeing is, okay, there we go. I can enlarge it for myself because I was like, man, I'm a, I need some glasses. But, uh, okay, so he says, I do it. And this is the 80-20 barber. And I think he's, he's subscribed to my channel too. So, you know, like I say, it's all in love. I, I, I'm using this as a teachable moment, guys. I'm using this as a teachable moment. And uh, remember, a little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. Shout out Terry the barber. Haven't uh, heard from him in a while. Shout out to Tara. 
Uh, so Lake Show, Ivy Mac, everyone, uh, drop comments, guys. Uh, get interactive. I'm telling you guys, get this is a podcast that you want to get interactive on. Like if there's something you don't know or maybe you want to add something to the conversation, drop it in the comments, guys. So don't, don't be shy. Let's have some fun. This is what this is all about. You know, this is about participating and being interactive. This is this is one of those things. Like, look, you're you're not gonna have me in this environment one-on-one unless you don't want to you know pay me some money or something but this is what the podcast is for okay so he says i do it fyi homes are only an app screws up your credit okay now what he's referring to in the video was i was talking about how i made forty five thousand dollars in 11 minutes because i put my mortgage back into forbearance so, so i took the first three months however it was really like two months because i actually paid the first month of the forbearance because i just wasn't really sure so i just paid the first month but essentially i'm going to end up with five months worth of forbearance but what i'm talking about in the video is the 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 next three months the july august and september payments they went into forbearance so what i did with that money is i took that money and i put it into stocks so hypothetically let's say you take 4,500 bucks, put it into stocks, and over 30 years, that money will mature to 45,000 plus dollars. That's where that calculation comes from, and that's what the whole title of the video was about, $45,000 in 11 minutes. So that's what he's um, referring to. Now, he's let's, let's start from, we're going to go from front to whatever, okay? So he's saying home is an only an asset if it's paid off. That is not true, guys. I hope you guys are not under the belief that your home is not an asset unless it's paid off. That is the furthest thing from the truth. And he led off with the biggest bombshell. Now, your home is an asset, guys. This is what I want you to want you guys to realize. If my home, if my home is not, basically what he's saying is, it has to be paid off for it to be an asset, right? But what I just did, because my home is not paid off, right? I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. My home is not paid off. But I just used my home to keep, I don't know, what, $6,000, $75,000, somewhere around there, $7,000, which if you really do that calculation, I really made about $70,000. Let's just be honest about that figure. But... I just use that to make me money, an asset, right? You know, assets make you money. It puts money in your pocket. That just put money in my pocket. So you know how you pay interest on your mortgage? I took this money and basically gave myself some back, some of the interest that I've been paid by putting that into some investments. So how is this asset not putting money in my pocket? Number two, another reason why real estate, even if you don't own it, it's still an asset, okay? Now imagine you buy a house below market value. You, you know, you do your research, and let's just be honest, guys. Like a lot of people don't really do research when they're buying real estate or whatever, and you know, whatever, whatever. But I recommend everyone do some research, especially if you're what your intentions are. Your your intentions matter, right? If you're looking at this house as a stepping stone to build wealth. You need to do research. If you're looking at it as, oh, this is my dream home, I'm going to be here forever. Some things you might be able to ignore, okay? Like possibly paying slightly more than market value. Like things like that you can slightly ignore if you plan on being in the house for a very long time. But let's say we're smart here because we're smart in this channel, right? We're smart. 
So we're buying a house below market value, okay? And we're trying to uh, walk into the house with some equity. Now, in that case, let's say that three to five year period, you live in there, the house appreciates, let's say you gain $50,000, $60,000, okay, of wealth. Now you sell this house and you get all that money tax-free, no capital gains tax at all. Please tell me how real estate was not an asset in that example right there. Let me give you another example. Example number three, how real estate could be an asset even though you don't own the house. You use the same example, buy a house below market value, live there for a few years. But let's say you like, ah, I'm tired of this house. I want something new, but I don't want to move out of this house. I want to keep this house, use this house to generate some wealth for me, possibly some income. So I'm going to go buy another house and I'm going to rent this house out. So the rental market, you buy your studies and buy, buy you doing your calculations. And by the way, if real estate is only an asset, if it's paid off, why do people do cash on cash return calculations? Why do people do cost analysis? If that, if, if what you were saying in the first comment is true, why would anyone do a cost analysis? Why would anyone do a cash on cash return calculation? You, you, you guys can Google right now. Like, yeah, I, I highly recommend Google right now, cash on cash return calculations. You can do this. And this is what people do when they rent out properties because they want a cash return. They want a profit. And speaking of profits, it's so ironic and how convenient I was. I had a client come in two, I think two days ago, maybe it was yesterday, but two days, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was this week. I know this guy, he's into construction and he's a real estate investor. This particular client, he has a couple Airbnbs around the Dallas area here. And I was just like, Hey, I was like, Alex, I was like, how are your Airbnbs? And he's like, yeah, during the coronavirus wasn't good. But typically he was like, both of our properties, one of them makes 30 grand in profit a year. And the other one makes 50 grand in profit a year. Tell me how that asset or how me, how that house is not an asset. Tell me, even, even if you had a mortgage payment on that house, tell me how you making $30,000 a year, $50,000 a year is not putting money into your pocket. How is that not an asset? You can, when you're making that much money, who cares about the property taxes to a certain degree? Who cares about the interest for a to a certain degree? It doesn't matter. You're making that much money. I know he's making money. So when I told him this, I, I told him about you, my, but my, my client, I told him about you and he just looked at me and I was like, dude, don't, don't say anything, man. I was like, just don't say anything. It's YouTube, man. I was like, it's YouTube. <laughs> I was like, it's YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just, he, if you could have seen the look on my client's face when I told him what you told me, it was a look of disdain or like stupidity or like frustration. Like he was like, and he was rolling his eyes all in the same time. Like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. A little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. Okay. So that's number four on how you can make money off of real estate without even paying off the mortgage. Okay. Now look, it's really, it'd be really nice if everyone could pay off their mortgage and then, you know, become a long-term landlord or Airbnb or, you know, get a property manager, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the case for everyone. Now, let me give you reason number five or example number five. Okay. Example number five, 
let's say you buy a house, right? You're a single guy, you buy a house, you can afford a pretty decent sized house, but you don't want to settle. Even though you're single, you don't have a wife or kids, but you don't want to just settle for a two bedroom house and it's small or a big two bedroom house. You want to get a house that has maybe four or five bedrooms because you're like, man, I can afford it. You know, this could be a good asset. Maybe this is just a good deal that I'm getting and it sucks. Even though I'm single, I'm going to have four to five bedrooms. Here's the, here's what people do to make money in real estate. Okay. And where you can live for free. Okay, guys. So, so for some of you out there that are curious about this, this is something that you guys can do some, especially for my single guys out there or ladies. Uh, this is something that you can do to build money with real estate. It's called house hacking. People do this all the time. Actually, my nephew is doing this right now in Missouri, uh, but it's called house hacking. What house hacking is, is what will happen is one, like exact, that person in this example buys the house. He has buddies. He moves his buddies into his house. He is the landlord. His buddies pay him rent, which means he's living for free. Which means he has this, he's in control of this asset. He's getting his mortgage paid off by his buddies and he's living for free and making money at the same time. Please tell me how him not having his house paid off in a house hacking example is not an asset. Please tell me how real estate is not an asset. Let, let's just, I'm not even going to go, you know, go in depth about house hacking. House hacking is pretty simple to, to understand, but let's go into number six. Okay. So number six example on how to make money in real estate, even though it's not paid off, even though this guy, 80, 20 barber would suggest that you have to have it paid off for, in order for it to put money in your pocket, blah, blah, blah. Number six, people do this all the time. They buy houses again, below market value appreciates in value. Perfect example, me right now, my house, I think if I'm, if my uh, memory serves, serves me correct, I have about $30,000 in equity in this house right now. I could take out a HELOC, which is basically taking out another mortgage, but I could take that HELOC out and let's say there's a deal in Florida on some condos. I've always wanted to have a condo in Florida. There's a deal. The market's great in this particular area that I've always been wanting to buy in. I have equity in my house. I could take some of this equity out of my house, take a take a HELOC, put that money as a down payment on a vacation property, and have that money cash flow. Have that condo in Florida cash flow. And hey, if I want to go in Florida on vacation, I have a condo to stay. All for free because it's mine. And I'm making money because people are paying my mortgage every week when I get rentals week after week after week. People do this all the time. This is how people use real estate to build wealth and they're not, and it's not paid off. Okay. So now let's go into the second part of what he said. Also check your credit, applying for forbearance screws up your credit. Now I'm going to go into my reply. So my reply is that isn't true about homes. Okay. So we already covered that part. I said, also, I'm not worried about credit. I have enough cash where I don't worry about my credit. So guys, this is what I want you guys to get on the level of. Getting the level of where credit really doesn't matter that much. Credit is really more a tool. Credit, I want you guys to get on a level where credit is not a necessity in your life. Use credit as a tool. So a lot of people, unfortunately, they use credit in the worst way. They rack up a lot of consumer debt. And a lot of this consumer debt prevents them from building wealth. It prevents them from getting ahead. Because when you have so much consumer debt, 
you don't have room to really save and invest because all of your money is tied up in paying off consumer debt. This is why I don't recommend that you guys get caught up in consumer debt. And by the way, there's a link to my Patreon in the description below of this video. Sign up to the Patreon. You know, I talk more about stuff like this, personal development, personal responsibility, finances and stuff on the Patreon. So if you want to support the channel that way and not just, you know, whatever, but if you just want to support the channel, sign up through the Patreon. There's a link in the description below. And if you guys want to get started investing, you know, there's a link to Robinhood. You sign up today, you get a free stock and I get a free stock. So we both win. Okay, so I want you guys to, to get in, on a level where credit is just not that important. You know, um, it's kind of funny because uh, my wife, I was telling her how, you know, she was like mentioning something about credit and she kept going on about it. I was like, it won't matter. We have money for this. She's like, oh, what if this happens? I'm like, it's not it's not a big deal. We have money for this. Like, it doesn't matter about the credit when you have the money. Right. A lot of people want you to believe that, oh, you need credit. Oh, you have to have it absolutely 100 percent. Now, I agree that cre having credit is good in certain situations, but credit is not an end all be all. And I want you guys to get on the level where, one, you have good credit and you have the cash. So you're a double threat. I don't want you to just have cash with no credit or have credit with no cash. I want you guys to be the double threat. I want you to have credit and cash. So as I said, lastly, my credit is so good that if it took a hit, it's still, I'd still have bad credit or I'll still have good credit. So recent, last time I checked, my credit score was like 783, 784, right? So there were some examples of people taking out mortgage forbearance and their credits uh, taking a slight hit. Now this was only a temporary hit. Okay. And once that, once you get back to your current payments, your, you know, that stuff will go off of your credit score. But as I said, in this example, my credit is so good. It won't really matter. Let's say I took mortgage forbearance and my credit score took a 30 point hit. My credit score is still over 750. Do you see what I'm saying guys about being a double threat when you have cash and you have credit? What the hell are you worried about? Really? Like, really? What the hell are you worried about? So he goes on to say that. So then he goes on to say, do more research. Just like cars, homes are liabilities, not assets. The tax breaks for your mortgage do not offset the costs that go into your pocket each month. And if you're banking on appreciation, you're basically gambling. Listen to that word, gambling. As homeowners in the Great Recession painfully discovered. Okay, now let's break down, let's break down that what he just said. Okay. <laughs> just like cars, homes are liabilities, not assets. That is not true in all cases. Now, let me be fair to him, to his argument. In some cases, people can lose their ass with a home. That's when people who don't do their research, you know, maybe they put too much money into a house. Like let's say, and here, okay, guys, here's, here's a little piece of advice for you guys. When you're trying to get into real estate, or let's say you're trying to buy your first house. Here's a piece of advice. If you're trying to buy your first house and something that you should be cognizant of when you're actually thinking about doing upgrades. Okay. When you buy a house, you need to have this understanding that is this going to be a house that I stay in for 20 plus years? Is this a house I'm going to stay in for five years? Is this a house I'm going to only stay in for a few years? Like have a strategy when buying a house. Is this going to be a house that we 
bought, we, we intentionally try to buy under market value. We try and get as much capital gains as we can in those first five years so we can save money on, on paying taxes, take this money and then put it into a bigger house or take our, do all that stuff and then rent out the house. So the mistake a lot of people make is when they go into a house is they look at it as like, oh, this is my baby. Oh, I want to do everything nice and I want to put this. I want to put that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And all in all, in in the long run, they're in they, they plan to rent this house out. That's their plan. But they do all of this nice stuff. And you know how renters are. Renters are going to tear your stuff up more than likely. It's, it's not the case that you're going to get a good tenant every single time. So let's just say you have that nightmare tenant that ruins all the nice stuff that you put in your house. So when you go into a house, if you know you're going to eventually rent this house out, but you want to do upgrades, there's some things you want to upgrade, right? Do renter grade upgrades. Don't do the nice marble, granite, this and that. Don't do all this fancy stuff. Do renter grade stuff. Do stuff that's going to last. The stuff that's that's going to be tough and can handle some wear and tear. Don't just put all this nice stuff in here so someone can come right behind you and just beat up everything and tear the damn place apart, okay? This is one mistake a lot of people make in real estate when they go in and buy their first house or really the second house, third, you know, third house, fourth house, fifth house. You need to have that in mind. So if you let's say you're a flipper or let's say you own a lot of properties just because, you know, you just, you move, you live there for a year, then you rent it out and repeat the cycle, things like this. When you do little upgrades, just do upgrades that are renter grade. Don't do don't do the lavish upgrades if you know you're not going to be in this house for a long time. OK, so in that case, a, a, a house can become a liability if you go about your home ownership the wrong way. So in that case example like i'm trying to give him some i'm trying to give him some credit because he don't really have much credit i'm trying to give him some credit because he ain't got much i'm just gonna be honest with you so in that case yes it could become a liability but house a house is not like a car there are very rare cases that a vehicle will appreciate in value there's it's very rare unless it's a collector's car maybe a classic car um maybe a car where they make a limited quantity of this particular car. Um, th this is one of those things where you cannot compare the two. You know, like I said, there are some cases where a home can become a liability where let's say the market goes down. But here's the thing about um, the market going down, whether it's real estates, uh, stocks, you know, cryptos or whatever. Remember this piece of investing advice that I'm going to give you, okay? Just because you're on paper, you're down on your stock portfolio or your real estate value is down on paper. It's not an official loss unless you sell it for a loss. OK, I, I talk about this in my stock videos where I do my weekly stock portfolio update. Just remember that it's not a loss until you sell it for a loss. So you might just say to yourself, man, I'm upside down in this house right now. I'm underwater. Dang, I don't want to sell it for a loss. So. Hey, I'll just rent it out, right? Because you can still make some income off the rental. You just may have to hold on to this house for maybe a couple extra years. It just happens. It is what it is. You know, that's just being a part of the game. You know, things happen, right? But remember, it's not a loss 
until you sell it for a loss, okay? Now, he's talking about the tax breaks for mortgages and won't offset the cost, the blah, blah, blah. Look, we already talked about that in the six examples that I talked about earlier on how you can make money from your house, even though it isn't paid off, okay? So let's just ignore, we'll breeze past that. And he says, if you're banking on appreciation, you're basically gambling. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, Real estate prices appreciate over time. I think we all know that, right? That's why people get into real estate. And if that's not the case, then why the hell do we have all these millionaires and billionaires in real estate? If you're if you're banking on appreciation, he says you're basically gambling. Real estate is not gambling if you're doing the proper research. Real estate is not a gamble. Even if, let, let's say, if right because there are okay and he says you're gambling <laughs> if you're banking on appreciation so who like this this guy is over here saying like real estate for real estate to appreciate in value you have to be very lucky that's that's basically the way i interpret what he says if you're banking on appreciation you're basically gambling and then he goes on to say, as homeowners in the Great Recession painfully discovered. Now, this is what I hate when people do. I hate when people try to cite history or use this historical landmark to justify their argument. I'm sure there's probably some technical way or of saying whatever he just tried to do here, but that's totally wrong. You cannot compare the Great Recession to any other time in real estate. Here's why. The Great Recession... This was brought on by a lot of mistakes that were made from the government and the banking industry. So that has nothing to do with someone trying to get into real estate nowadays, right? A lot of these people that got caught up in that stuff in the, the Great Recession of 08, 09, all that stuff, they had arms, you know, adjustable rate mortgages where the their, their, um, their interest percentage would vary per year. So you might have a 2% interest one year, then the next year it may be 10% which means your payment is going to skyrocket the next year. And and if you can't make that payment, you're screwed. Of course, you're going to go into foreclosure, which we saw. Right. And a lot of people during that time, 08, 09, a lot of these people had those damn ninja loans, which that's not happening these days. You know, most people have legitimate loans now, you know, people, uh, these mortgage lenders, they actually put you through a rigorous process of screening you to make sure that you can afford to live in this house back in the day. In those days, 08, 09, these people had these loans, you know, these ninja loans, no income, no job, no assets, loans where let's say you work at Walmart, right? <laughs> you get paid 10 bucks an hour and you love to live in a $500,000 house. You would love to, right? It sounds great. Ooh, let me live in a $500,000 house. Ooh, I can do that. No, on paper, you cannot do that. But with what the way things were going back then, they would allow people to live in a house like this that they could not afford. And this is how a lot of people ended up losing their houses. And then, of course, you know, subsequently, a lot of people got rich because of it. Unfortunately, I was not one of those people. I wish I would have had my money right. I wish I, I would have had my credit right. Uh, OK. And um, <laughs> unbelievable, un unbelievable, guys. Um but let me go into his his next one, because let's just throw And I hate when people trying to cite history just to justify the argument. But the historical data they're trying to trying to 
uh, reference doesn't even apply to their argument. So let's go to his next DM. I basically just tell him, you are greatly misinformed. Please tune into the podcast next Wednesday and I'll go more in depth. You have to stop this way of thinking. Like I said, guys, a little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. Okay. A little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. Okay. So he goes on to say money you borrow to buy a residence, typically in a mortgage loan is a liability. The mortgage is a liability. So if you're a, uh, so are your property taxes, insurance, upkeep, except or all expenses. Okay, guys, oh, this is so frustrating because it's like, I'm trying to, t- well, I didn't really, I, it was too much for me to even type in a comment. That's why I was just like, dude, just tune into the podcast. Okay. Just tune into the damn podcast. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just tune into the damn podcast. All right. Now, look, if real estate is not an asset, okay. Now we need to, first, we need to understand what assets are. Assets are things that are worth something that have value, right? Gold is an asset. Diamonds are an asset, right? Silver is an asset. Baseball cards could be considered an asset, right? If you have the right ones, basketball cards, right? Michael Jordan, Ricky card, that could be an asset. Zion Williams, Ricky card, that could be an asset, right? LeBron James, Ricky card, Luka Doncic, Ricky cards. Those are assets, right? Uh, cash is an asset, right? We look at vehicles. Vehicles are assets. Yes, but they are uh, highly depreciated assets, but nevertheless, they're an asset, okay? So this whole talk of mortgage is a liability I I don't, I don't like the thought of that, right? It's not a liability. Okay. It's an asset. And you know what, why we have insurance guys, let let me explain why we have insurance. We have insurance to protect our assets, right? So we have life insurance, right? It It protects your life in case you die. The reason we have life insurance is because you, the individual person, you are an asset to your family. So if you just happen, would happen to die all of a sudden, you should get a life insurance policy that can cover your income for a certain amount of time because you are an asset, right? We have health insurance because you are an asset, the person, right? You are an asset. You're not, you're no good ill if you aren't healthy. So you have health insurance, right? Assets, right? We have car insurance because you insure your assets, home insurance, if your house burns down and this has happened a true story. Okay. There was a guy who won the lottery. He, he fucked off the money like big time, big time, um, had a house, bought it, partied like crazy. The house burned down and you know what? He didn't have homeowners insurance. He did not have insurance on the home. And yeah, I think you know what happened next. He just basically lost his asset, right? In that case, it's a liability, but you have insurance because this is an asset. Okay. So he's saying it's a liability, right? It's a liability. Things like this. No, it's a liability. Oh my gosh. And here he is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, See, you see, he's still thinking this way. A home is no different than a car. That's not true. A home goes up in value over time. Most cars don't. It's very rare to have a car where you could either break even on it or you make money off it. There are some ways you can uh, you can own a car cheaply. You know, that, that that's one way you can do it. 
Um, there's, there's some examples, but we're not going to go into that in this video because that's actually really complicated. I guess you could, like how I was given the example of uh, house hacking earlier. Uh, you could use the example of, um, you could use the example of what am I trying to say here? Um, car hacking, <laughs> if you will, uh, you can use it that way. <laughs> Yes, but the insurance helps you get money back as well, okay? Um, and 8020 Barber, just go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast because you are greatly misinformed, greatly misinformed. And I hope you, no, anyone that's listening, do not listen to this guy if you're looking to build some wealth. If it's not an asset, how do people go from having, let's say, five, ten, maybe $15,000 to having million-dollar net worths in like let's say five to seven years through real estate when you say it's not an asset how is that possible when where they just turn five to fifteen thousand dollars into a million plus dollar net worth in five to seven years how, how is that possible if real estate is not an asset please i mean just please tell me how real estate is not an asset just gonna i'm just trying to be on you know i'm just curious like how is it not an asset like like, please give me a good example. Why, like, how, one, how is that even possible if it's not an asset? I mean, I, I'd really love to know. You know, th there are plenty example of examples of people that make money through real estate where they own a house. Let's say you own a house for three to five years. This happens all the time. People make out with $100,000 profits, $60,000 profit. And this is all tax-free. So please tell me, how is that an asset? I don't think any amount of um, property tax, uh, interest, is going to cut into some of those profits. Just like my, my client who has the Airbnbs here in Dallas. He says he's pulling in $50,000 in profit. Tell me how that is not an asset. I mean, just please, guys, like... I, I just want to know, okay? But here's one thing. I want to go into this a little bit on why is it important to pay off your mortgage quickly, okay? Because uh, th this is something that that really is important that I hope you guys know. Like, I want you guys to realize that you need to get in the habit of paying off your mortgage quickly and why is important because some people don't really pay attention to this. Some people only look at the one number but don't really pay attention to the the big number. If you're still in possession, it doesn't matter if it depreciated or like I say 8020 Barbara, go watch the the video from the beginning because obviously you're lost. Obviously you still believe this nonsense and I don't know where you heard this stuff from. I don't know where you're getting this information from. It's it's totally you're totally misinformed. And if you have that way of thinking, you're not going to get rich for a very long time. <laughs> and it, there, there, there's some, a lot of stuff with investing, like people think they know something, but they don't really know. They only know like a little or not even half, but they want to talk like they know all of it. Please, please inform yourself. But I'm going to go into, I'm going to show you guys some stuff here. Let me, let me share my screen with you guys so you guys can see this. And by the way, let me, let me go back and read you guys comments. Actually, I just saw you guys were leaving some comments. My bad, my bad. Hold up.
Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's see. Oh my goodness, Ivy Mac, you're talking about the the 20k giveaway. Ooh, I don't know if I'm giving away detachables. Well, you know what's funny? D message me on Instagram, uh, Ivy Mac, and we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about um the 20k giveaway thing. <laughs> we'll talk about the the 20k giveaway. Uh, let's see what else you guys are saying. Ivy Mac says my pops has done this for years. His last house he did this with was purchased at a third of the uh, the price it's worth today and that equity was built in less than 10 years. Just got to know when. So exactly. So 8020 Barber, who knows? He, maybe he has had a bad experience. Who knows? Maybe he's just bad at real estate. You know, that could be a thing, right? You could be, see, this is the thing. Like you could be getting bad advice from someone who doesn't know what they're doing, who's, who's playing the game all wrong. That's like people that jump in the stock market and they're like, they get burned because they make stupid decisions and now they, they run around telling everyone they know the stock market is stupid. It's a waste of time. Like it's like, it's gambling. If you know, you play the stock market, it's gambling. Yeah. It's gambling because your strategy was stupid. It's gambling because you didn't know what the hell you were doing. It's gambling because you just took someone else's advice and just ran with it. You didn't do the proper research. That's the problem. Some people do things like this. Some people get involved in the real estate market. They shouldn't be getting involved in. Who knows? Maybe 80, Barber saying he owns three homes. Maybe, maybe he's in an area where it just isn't a good area. It isn't a good market. And guys, just, let's just be clear. Not all real estate markets are good. Just because real estate is good for some, it doesn't mean that it's good for all. Not all markets are great. So, you know, let's say like Dallas is horrible, right? I probably would not want to do business in Dallas, which actually, to the contrary, Dallas is a very, very hot, hot market. Okay. It is still a seller's market. It was a seller's market when, when I uh, moved here, it was, well, actually, no, let me, let me repeat. It was a seller's market before I moved here in 2016. And it's still a seller's market four years after. So Dallas market is crazy. Like I say, I, I have equity in my house right now. Um, Okay, let me go back to some of you guys' uh, comments. Ivy Max says, do the upgrade yourself. You learn a skill and save money. That is so true, uh, especially if you plan on having a lot of houses. If you plan on, let's say, building up a uh, real estate portfolio of something where whatever, right? Yeah, it would, it would be, I would behoove you guys to learn a little bit of carpentry. It, it will definitely help, especially if you, even if you're just talking about just little maintenance to the house, things like this, it definitely, definitely helps. Uh, Lakeshore says, what about a uh, 0% down homes for first time home buyers? They still, they say I'll take, it'll take five years uh, plus to build equity. I don't plan to stay here in Oregon. It'll just be a home just to get the hell out of renting. Um, that, you know, that that's one of those things where you got to do research on the market, right? And you got to, you got to talk to a good realtor, some, someone that they can actually show you like realtors, they have access to this data where they can show you the average appreciation for an area uh, annually. And, you know, you can get a little, you can get a five-year uh, estimate on the appreciation of homes in that area. Um, you know, if it makes sense to you, do it. If, if it doesn't, then, you know, hey, here's the thing. You know, it's, it's also one of those things too. Like if it's a very low appreciated uh, area, maybe you can still buy the home. But then if the rental market's strong, you can just rent it out and then just have them pay off your mortgage, right? 
Stop do, you know, and of course, that's if you plan on staying in Oregon. If you just plan on leaving Oregon, uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily. Well, in some cases, I. In some cases, you can do the whole absentee owner thing, but in most cases, I'm not a big fan of the absentee owner thing where you're in a different state and whatever. I mean, you can have a property manager, you know, that's cool. Um, but yeah, you know, just is what it is. Um, it is something you got to think about. Oh, he says definitely not staying in the home, but would like, oh, okay. To turn it into a home. I can rent. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, just go get with the realtor and, and look up that information and you'll be fine. Ivy Max says smart people also bought during the time and made crazy money. Yes. Yes. That is that is uh definitely true. Definitely true. Um real estate, here's the thing with real estate. Real estate is a long game and it's also a short game. Here's the thing. You can't make a blanket statement for everyone in their strategy, just like stocks, right? Because I prefer I like stocks more than real estate. Real estate's cool, but I like stocks more. It's just more fun for me and whatever. Anyway. I play a long game when it comes to stocks. Now, you, you know, you can make money in the short term with stock with the stock market. Um, a lot, a lot of people don't think that you can, but you really can. And there, there's a big argument between people like, "Oh, can can you make? Uh, who can make more money in a short amount of time, real estate or the stock market?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> From what I know of the stock market, ah, man, I might have to go with the stock market on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. From what I know of the stock market, you can. And, and here's the thing. I know of a few people from the coronavirus, this pandemic. Who have turned. Who have become millionaires because of this. And I mean, within a short period of time, I'm talking about weeks time. Okay. In the matter of weeks, they became millionaire. They made millions of dollars in the matter of weeks. Okay. Now I'm not sure in real estate that this, this is possible to happen this quickly. And I mean, like I'm talking about like quick, quick, like a quick entry, quick exit, millions of dollars. Now here's another one. Now this guy, um, he's a long, long-term investor, but long-time investor, but he turned a few million dollars into billions of dollars this year because of the coronavirus. Now, I don't know if you can do that in real estate. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know if you can do that in real estate that quickly. I don't know. And I, and what I mean by the money, I mean, like what I mean with stocks is you have the money. This isn't like, oh, we got to wait for this. Oh, we got to, oh, over 10 years, I should get you know, a bill, this many billion dollars. No, this guy cleared a billion bucks in a few weeks time just because he played a few bets. Options. This is called option trading. Uh, people make a lot of money with options. So it, I, I can't say like, oh, options suck. And I'm a long term guy. Right. I can't say I can't come out here and say, oh, day trading sucks. But I'm a long term guy. They're all great. I can't say that I dislike day trading or I dislike option trading because I had a bad experience. Maybe I just fucked up. Okay. 
that's the thing. Like people try to make a blanket statement on something because they have, they have a bad experience with one thing. Maybe you're doing, maybe you're doing the one thing that you like. Maybe you're doing the one thing that you like wrong. Have you thought about that? People do this all the time. People are in business all the time because they're doing the business wrong. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You're, you're a business owner. Oh, you've been in business for five years. Oh, oh, you're not really that profitable. Uh, yeah. You've been doing it wrong for five years. You just have a bitter taste in your mouth and now you're projecting it on everyone else saying like, oh, don't do this. This business sucks. Oh, you can't make money here because I'm not making money. No, no, no. Speak for yourself. Okay. There's people, there's other people in this industry, whether it's real estate, blah, blah, blah. And this is, I'm talking, I'm talking to 80, 20 barber. This might be your perception, but this is not the reality for everyone. You can't tell me that real estate is not an asset if you don't pay it off. It is an asset. You can use these assets to generate money for you. Okay, but let's go into me sharing my screen, okay? Because I'm going to show you guys something. I want you guys to see something. So this is a this is an amateurized uh, calculator for your mortgage. Now, a lot of people, and I don't want you guys to get confused. So let's say... You buy a house for $200,000. Let's say you buy a car for $50,000, right? So you might be in the market for a house or a car. And let's say your budget is $50,000. Or let's say for the home, your budget is $200,000. If you're taking out a loan or a mortgage on either, you're going to pay some interest. So at the end of the day, you're not paying $50,000 for this house. You're not paying $200,000 for this house. You're going to pay some interest. So let's use this house, for example. So let's let's put in $200,000, 30-year mortgage uh, with a, I'll just, uh, you know what, I'll do, we'll just do 4%. We'll do a 4%. We'll just keep these numbers simple, okay? So we're going to calculate this. So this is going to be your monthly payments minus property tax, okay? So you're going to have this much. Now, look at this little number here. This is the total principal paid, obviously, $200,000, right? But this is the amount of interest that you're going to pay for this house over a 30-year period. And this is why I tell you guys, it's so important to pay off your mortgage quickly, guys. Please pay off your mortgage quickly. And I'm going to show you guys uh, some numbers and why it, it will probably motivate some of you, especially for those of you that have a mortgage, it's going to motivate you guys to get your asses in gear and pay down your mortgage quick, 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 quickly. Okay. Uh, pay this off quickly as possible. Okay. So this $200,000 house that you thought you were paying $200,000. No, no, no. In the end, if you stay the course for 30 years, you will have paid $343,000 and some change. Okay. Now let's look at the amortization schedule of all this. Okay. Now this is the schedule of your payments. Now, of course, this is minus property tax because property tax is different everywhere. This is something that fluctuates every year. And one thing I always tell people that are interested in buying a house, make sure you have enough money in reserves because one, you never know if you have to initiate your, your, um, your, um, geez, I can't even think of the word. Um, you need to pay your deductible for your homeowner's insurance, and that price varies, right? It could be a thousand bucks, it could be fifteen hundred. I think mine is fifteen hundred dollars, my deductible, or whatever. Like whatever it is, 
you need money for this stuff. You need money for repairs. Maybe you don't have um, home warranty or whatever. Um, you can look at things like this. Okay. And boy, oh boy, it can really screw you up. So like where I live, the property tax has gone up every year since I've lived here, which means the property value is going up. Of course, you know, if the property taxes going up. That means, you know, making me some more money. You know, this area that I live in, um, uh, I have another client. He's actually, I don't know if it's, my, I think my other client, the other one that I was talking about earlier, I think he's a real estate agent as well, but he has a construction company and he's a real estate investor. But I have one client who is solely a real estate, uh, agent and he, he also lives in the same city I live in, but he informed me that Mesquite has the highest property taxes, which it all makes sense because these damn property taxes are expensive and they've gone up every year, which means my mortgage payment has gone up every year. And like I always tell people, be prepared to, you know, just because you might be paying, let's say you pay a thousand dollars and you're like, Oh, stop. It's just a thousand dollars. I can afford a thousand dollars. If you're in a good area, do your research, right? Buy a house that's below market value. Be smart about the house that you pick. Don't just pick a house and be living in it. And then you didn't do the research and this market is going to collapse. Or maybe this area is going to, you know, something's going to happen in this area soon. Um, do your research. Okay. Because your mortgage payment may bump up to 1200 next year. And then you're like, shit, you know, I got this $700 car payment. The insurance is $400. Oh shit. The utilities. Oh, I got to cancel cable. I got to cancel my phone. Uh, uh, uh. You know, you're, you're stressed out. So make sure you have extra money uh, when you go in to buy a house. Okay, so let's go to this figure. So the estimated payoff you see here is July 1st, 2050. Ooh, where are you guys going to be in 2050? <laughs> where do you guys see yourself in 2050? Tell me. I know where I see, my, I see myself. Uh, that means I'll be, damn, I'll be almost 70. Wow. Ooh, okay, I hope. Okay, let me talk. Let me speak for myself. I hope I'm still kicking. I hope I'm still moving around really well. Like, cause sometimes I'll cut people's hair. They come into the barbershop. They'll be like 60, 70. I had one guy, he was like, I think he said he was like 75, either 65 or 75, somewhere in there, but he was still moving around really well. He drove a little, uh, infinity sports car. He loved it. You know, it was a nice little quick car for him, fun, fun to drive, blah, blah, blah. But I hope I'm still kicking and really like moving around doing well in 30 years. I don't know. You know, you guys let me know. <laughs> how do you, how do you expect to see yourself in 30 years? Woo, man, that's a reality check right there. Okay. But let's look at the payments. Okay. So you see the interest. Ooh, all these sixes. Ooh, let me get, let me, let me scroll up. Let me get the sixes out of here. Okay. So you see the amount of interest that you're paying right here. So six sixty five is going to interest. Okay, guys. And of course, the more you pay this off, we'll, we'll scroll all the way down. Let's scroll all the way that dang, all the way down to 2050. Um, you see here at the end, your very last payment, the amount of interest you're going to be paying is three dollars and 17 cents. And you see the amount that's going to go towards the principal is two or is nine hundred fifty one dollars and sixty six cents. Now, this is why it's so important for you to pay down your mortgage quickly so you can start skipping through a lot of this. So you can skip this because eventually this is going to hit. This is the access is going to come together on this X. Let me let me see if I can find it here, because there's, there's going to be a moment where these figures meet together. I'm not sure if I can find it, but either way, there's a moment in here where your your principal and your interest are going to be almost identical. 
And then you're going to start seeing more of your money going towards the principal versus the interest. Now, let's go back up here and look at this. So let's say in the first year you have a plan, right? You're like, oh, we're going to pay this thing off, honey. So you're like, all right, so we're going to pay 10000 extra per year on this mortgage. Okay. So what you're going to do by doing that is you can... Because all of your payments in your mortgage, they're scheduled, obviously. Like you can type in your loan amount, your um, the amount of years your mortgage is, the, in uh, the interest and all that stuff, and go to an amortization uh, calculator. They're all over the internet. You can find one wherever. But this one's at bankrate.com. Um, by you paying $10,000 extra a year, what that does is that – it's going to and look, you can pay this in bulk or you can just put an extra thousand per month, whatever you want to do. That's all up to you. But you can come in here. Maybe I should bring up the comments. I can't really see the. Let me go to the comments. <laughs> he said the earth may not be here. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Ah, you're funny. OK, so by you paying off that extra ten thousand dollars a year, that's basically going to skip you. That's going to fast forward you past all these payments. Right. So let's say you come out, you make your first payment. You look at this. You see this interest. You're like six, six, six. Hell no. You like six, six, six. Hell no. Right. You see all these sixes. You're like, damn. So you're like, I don't like the look of this. Let me just drop ten racks. Let me let me just drop the racks on them. OK. And. What's going to happen is when you put all of that money towards principal, don't just make a payment where you're paying off interest. Put it all towards the principal. That's the key. Put it all towards the principal. It's going to fast forward you all the way. Man, it's going to fast forward you to like years. It's going to fast forward you years. So you're basically skipped all of this stuff. You see me scrolling, right? So look, you see, we go up to the all these sixes, sixes, you know what I'm saying? Damien, um, what I'm doing is, by me doing all this scrolling, going through all these payments through all these years, I'm fast forwarding all the way up until somewhere like three years. So if you see, do the little calculations, your principal's around $300, right? So around $300 a month for a year, that's about $3,600. So in about three, close to three years, that'll be $10,000 worth of payments, which means you're getting skipped ahead like three years, which means you skipped out all that interest payment, which means this little $143,739 and uh, a penny, a penny, penny, um, you're going to reduce that amount quite a bit, just like with a car. Okay. So let's use the example. We'll use the example of the $50,000 car. Uh, I'm not sure the, the terms of the terms of a vehicle, um, I don't know. I mean, I've never. Okay, let's just say seven years. Okay, <laughs> let's say seven years. Let's say you get a good interest rate of two point five. Let's do a little calculation. Okay, so you see here, this little, this car that you got, this fifty thousand dollar car, turned into a fifty four hundred or fifty four thousand dollar car. You know, a little bit more than fifty four thousand, but you guys can see the example of that as far as the interest that you're paying, and why it is important to you know, pay things in cash if you can, or have a lot of money in a down payment if you can to reduce some of the interest that you're paying. Because in this example, you know, this amount of money in interest, you know, if you can pay it off early, you know, make sure it's something that if you can pay it off early, especially with these car loans, because some of them, they'll try and lock you in where it don't matter what you do, you're paying the interest, you know, 
especially when it comes to a lease. They're going to lock you in. But um, make sure you like if you try and get one of these loans, like if you could pay it off, you know, you can save money on this interest paid. So this is why it's important to get a vehicle with a good interest rate. And this is why credit is really important with an interest rate. And this is also why I talked about this on the Patreon on why it's so important to, to have good credit and why cars will help you stay broke and not get rich. Having consumer debt will help you stay broke. Now look, not everyone is gonna get the 2.5 interest rate. Let's be real guys. Not everyone is getting the 2.5 interest rate. So let's say you have bad credit, okay? Let's say you're getting the 20% interest rate. You still want that $50,000 car and the results are ooh, ooh, ooh. You see that? Do, do you see how much you're paying in interest? Do you see that over the seven years? This is what happens all the time with people who don't have good credit, but they want a nice car, right? You see these people riding around in these challenges, these chargers. Let's say the charger was $30,000, okay? Because I don't think someone who's broke, who has bad credit would, I hope they're not that dumb to take on a car that costs sixty to $70,000 and pay 20% in interest. I really hope no one's that stupid. But when you have bad credit, this is what happens right here, right? You're paying like 18, 16 to 20%, maybe more, like whatever, right? You get these, especially if you go to the grimiest dealership, they might try and get you in there, especially if you're desperate and stupid enough to do it. Oh, ooh, ooh, please don't. Okay, so let's say $30,000. You want the, let me lower the interest rate to 18, okay? You want to get a little challenger, right? You, you, got, you see a little challenger. It got a little, it got a Hemi in it, right? It got a Hemi in it. Look at this, guys. You could have just bought the amount of, look at this, the amount of money you're paying. Why, guys? Why? What is the point? If you would have just paid cash, you could have, hey, you could have really bought a $52,000 car, but you thought your budget was $30,000. You thought you couldn't spend more than $30,000, but with all the interest, you're paying more than this, okay? So be smart about the way you handle all this stuff these, uh, these different, these different, um, payments and like a mortgage, a car consumer debt is one of the worst, you know, when you have credit cards, please do, please pay the balances off. Like me, I have a credit card. I got an Amex. My wife has a target card and I think another card, maybe to her job. But what we do is we pay these cards off in full every single month. Okay. And we use it to our advantage. Use the credit as a, as a tool. You know, I get, I get one, three and 6% cash back with my Amex and I use it and I make money off of my credit card. Now, is it tons of money? It could be, but it isn't like, because lately I haven't really been spending a lot of money because I was on quarantine, right? On quarantine, what was there to buy in quarantine? There's really nothing to buy in quarantine, right? I, during the quarantine, I made it through quarantine on a, on one tank of gas, right? Months, last me months on one tank of gas. Okay. So, not a whole lot happening on quarantine, okay? Not not a lot of money to, to be spent, but on gas, I get 3% on gas when I use my Amex. That's nice. I get 6% cash back when I go to, when I shop at grocery stores, U.S. grocery stores, meaning uh, a Tom Thumb, Albertsons, Jewel, Osco, Aldi, um, Walmart, uh, neighborhood Walmart, not a Walmart superstore, not a Sam's club. It can't be at a like warehouse type, but a grocery store. 
um, regular type groceries or Whole Foods or Sprouts, something like that, I get 6%. So that's huge. You know, when I'm purchasing in one of those places, that's huge, guys. So if you guys are getting value out of this, smash the like button, share the video, you know, drop some comments in the comments. Let's get a little bit active. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going into some stuff about barbering, okay? Now, let me take this off. Okay. Whoa. Oh, dang. I didn't even. Ah, oh, you guys should have told me that I didn't share the screen with y'all, man. Damn. Y'all should have told me I, I, I couldn't, uh, you couldn't see the screen when I was giving you all these calculations. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and do the calculations for y'all real quick. My bad, y'all. Hold up. So y'all didn't see these calculations I was talking about. Dang, my bad, y'all. Why Y'all got to get more active. I could have, dang, my bad, y'all. Yo, y'all got to get active because I could have swore. Well, obviously I didn't, but okay. So remember I was talking about the $200,000 mortgage, okay? 30, 30, uh, 30 years at 4%. We're going to calculate this, right? So that 200,000, you see this right here, that $200,000 mortgage. Sorry guys. Y'all should have told me this. I don't know why y'all do this sometimes to yourselves, but that $200,000, uh, mortgage, you see how much interest you're paying on that $143,739 in a penny. Okay. That's how much you're paying in interest, which means you just pay for 340, uh, three or three hundred thousand or three hundred forty three thousand dollar house so imagine but not everyone has over three hundred thousand dollars just to pay in cash for a house but this is the the problems with interest and then property tax so this doesn't even calculate property tax but you kind of get that stuff back uh, um the the the, uh, the interest when you do your taxes and things like this but this is just this shows you the amortization of uh, your loan as it reaches maturity. So when I scroll down, geez, 30 years, that's a long time. Uh, you see at the end here, $3.17 is the last interest payment that you'll make when you pay this off. So in the middle somewhere here, your payments get close together where they're neck and neck as far as principal and interest, right? Like somewhere around in here somewhere, it's right close, right? You see it's like 45, 468, 47, 467. So you see they're really close right in here. And what I was ta also was talking about was paying off your mortgage early and giving you the example of you see what happened here in the first your first payment. A lot of that's going towards uh, interest, not a lot going toward principal. Right. You're paying a lot of property tax. You're paying a lot of interest, not a lot of principal. So if you let, let's say you have a plan, like I was saying earlier, of ten thousand dollars that you're going to put extra towards a year, you're going to skip like three years and you're going to land right in here, which means you just skipped all of that, all this, this little, this line right here, all that interest. You're not going to pay that because you just skipped it because you just dumped 10 K in principle. Okay. And that's going to save you thousands of dollars on your mortgage, um, um, every year until you pay it off. This is why I tell you guys to pay off your mortgage. Now let's go and let me show you how the person who bought the challenger, had a seven-year loan for the Challenger at 18%, got bad credit, but hey, he wants to be in the Challenger no matter what, right? He want, he thinks his budget's only only uh, 30000 but whoops, 52000 is what you're going to pay for that car, buddy. Uh, you could have got something much nicer, you know what I mean? So be smart about how you handle your credit and all this stuff. Let's say you want a 50, let's say you want a 50, oh, no, no, let's say you, you can afford a $60,000 car seven-year payment, but let's say your your credit is not that good and you pay a 5% interest rate. Look at that. That's a $71,000 car you just paid for, buddy. 
right? You say you couldn't pay a penny more than 60000 right? You're like, man, I, my, my budget's only for 60000 I can't pay anything more, guys. Please help me. Oh, they're going to help you, all right? They're going to help you pay that interest. You see that interest? That's how much interest you're paying. So you might as well have gotten a $70-something-thousand-dollar car. You, you could have got the car with all the options. But your credit shot, and that's what happens, guys. So that's what I wanted to show you guys. Now, the next calculator I want to show you is the problem barbers have by not investing and why barbers really should invest. Uh, this is a big problem in the industry. A lot of barbers don't do this. Uh, let's see what else you guys Shout out to everyone that's watching. Oh, that's what's up. Uh, DJ Gemini 504 says next year he's using his VA loan. That's what's up. That's how I bought my first place here. Got the VA loan. Shout out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how I'm going to build my wealth. So the next house I get, um, I don't know when it's going to happen. I'm going to have fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, but barbers, save some money. Uh, this is one thing I want to tell you guys. It's really important to save your money. And you really need to understand the the catastrophe that you're causing yourself by not saving your money, by not investing your money. OK, so let's say you have an investment account and let's say we're getting a return of interest return annually of 8 percent. Typically, that's around what the market does. We'll go for the, the low end, because if you, I mean, let's just be honest, you know, this, this past 10 years, the S&P has grown at a rate of 15 percent a year, which is, which is kind of crazy. I ain't gonna lie. It's crazy, but typically it's around eight to 10%. We'll go on the low end of 8%. Okay. So let's say you have no current principle, right? Cause you just want to start investing. So a lot of barbers don't know like how to invest, how, where do I start investing? How much to invest? Look, do a budget first, then figure out how much you can start investing, figure out your risk tolerance, figure out how long you plan on investing right? What do you want to invest in things like this? And then you can figure out, especially after you figure out that budget, how much you can put in either every month or every year or every week, whatever, however you want to do it. Right. You can invest like there's, I mean, that's the beauty about things nowadays. You can invest. There's so many cool apps out there where you can just invest a certain way. Like you can invest every day. You can invest every week. You can do every month or just whatever you want. There's a lot of new apps nowadays, so there's really no excuse for you not to be investing as a barber. Okay, so let's talk about the annual addition. Okay, so let's say you're going to do, we'll be very conservative, right? Well, let's say you're going to do $100 a month, which is like 25 bucks a week, right? Which is very, very conservative. Okay, so that is 1200 bucks a year. Okay. So we'll just do 20 years, okay? Because typically people retire 20 to 30 years, right? Some jobs, 20, 25, 30, whatever. But we use 20 years, right? Because you're 20, let's say you're 18 or 20, you know, you want to retire in your 30s or your 40s, whatever. But this is going to show you how motivated you need to be. This is going to show you how motivated you need to be. Because look, we're going to calculate this and see what that ends up. You're only going to end up, and I'm saying only, because look, future value. $59,000. You cannot retire with $59,000. Now, unless, unless your plan is to maybe pay off a house in that 20 years, right? Which then you have an asset in real estate, which is your house. And maybe you can now rent that place out and make money because maybe now you own it, right? Which is why you're 
value, your portfolio value is only $59,000. And maybe your plan is to take this $59,000, parlay that into more real estate, right? Maybe, maybe that's one of your strategies. That could be, maybe you just want to buy a nice car with that $59,000. Uh, maybe that's what you want to do, right? But seeing how you know this figure now, so this is the figure, this is the example of you depositing $25 a week for 20 years, okay? So not that great, right? You don't, you, we're not making that much money, okay? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to bump that up, right? We're going to do $50 a week, $200 a month, $2,400 a year. Right, we're starting from ground zero, as you can see. We're starting from ground zero, twenty years, eight percent interest. Now, of course, it might it might yield some years. It might yield ten percent. Hey, if you if you go off the crazy bull market we're just coming out of, hey, it might appreciate fifteen percent. Right, anything is possible. Let's calculate hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. Okay, which is a lot of money, guys. It's a lot of money. $118,000 is nothing to frown or laugh at. It's a lot of money, guys. Most people don't have $118,000 in their net worth. Most people don't have $118,000 in cash. Most people have never seen $118,000, okay? Shout out to everyone that's watching. I see you guys. Uh, shout out to everyone. AC480. Yeah, 480. But yeah, and this is one thing I recommend that you guys do. Plan out your retirement, guys. I, I've been like telling people about this since I've done it. This is like one of the most revolutionary things that I've done in a very long time, which was plan out my retirement. Like every, all of us know that we want, just think about this. Let's, let's brainstorm, guys. All of us know that we want to retire someday, right? We all know we want to retire someday. Here's the difference between me, maybe, now you, because maybe you're going to get focused now. You now know the type of life you want to live in retirement. You now know the type of money that you need to live off of in retirement, right? You know the type of cars you want to drive in retirement. You want to know the, the type of chicks you're going to be banging in retirement. No, I'm just joking, guys. You know the type of clothes you want to wear. You know the, you know you where you want to travel, how you want to travel, the hotels you want to stay in. Do you want to fly, Do you want to fly first class? Do you want to fly economy, right? Like this is these are the things you need to start thinking about right now. Now, guys, this stuff is important because once you know this stuff, you can start putting the game plan out for the future. You can start planning. You can start be being very intentional with your money, delaying your gratification and actually just get to get to grinding. Take a good. I mean, I always tell people take like a good four to five years, especially if you're young. Take about four to five years just to sacrifice, you know, cut off all distractions, get very focused put get very intentional with the way you do everything with your money don't just go out and spend money delay gratification like I, 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 i've said this during many of videos but it's one of those like cliche sayings but it it has to be said because it is so important that you delay your gratification this is going to help you and build wealth. And during that time with you delaying all that gratification, you find out a lot about yourself. You find out what's really important to you. Is it important that I have the newest this or the coolest that? You're going to find out a lot about yourself when you delay gratification because you're going to go without a lot of things that you like. OK, you're going to you're going to really start figuring out some stuff. Now, let's go back to this calculator because that was just two hundred dollars a month. Right. So that was just two hundred dollars a month. And I know, look. 
$2,400 a year. Come on, guys. Let's be real. Barbers. I know we got more than $200 a month to invest, right? So let's bump this up to $500 a month, okay? So that's $6,000 a year, 20 years, 8%. Calculations, drum roll, please. Boom. So you now have almost $300,000 if you save $500 a month for 20 years at an 8% return annually. This is the amount of money that you're going to have. Now, this is, again, just like I said, $118,000 is nothing to laugh at. This is big boy money right here. This is life-changing money, 296. Look, if I ask you right now, what, what would you do with 296000 A lot. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. There is a lot you can do with 296. I'm reading you guys' comments. You guys could probably see your comments here. You guys are funny. <laughs> Concubines, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but yeah, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, And this is the type of freedom that I want from you guys. This is the type of stuff that I talk about on the Patreon, which is linked in the description below. I talk about stuff like this there. I'm, and what I'm telling you guys now is you need to start thinking about this stuff now. If you're older... If you're in your 30s, get focused. If you're in your 40s, slap yourself right now. Go take a cold shower and get extra focused because you don't have a lot of time. Look, I just did a calculation of 20 years. If you're 40, this is 500 bucks a month. Okay, let's say 40, you're like, all right, okay, I got to put it in hyper pursuit mode. I, I need to do this. I need to put more. I need to contribute more. Let's say you do $1,000, which is 12000 a year, right? 20 years, 8%. What does that calculate to? Bam, you got over a half a milli. Half a milli. And let's say you still paid off your mortgage. Let's say your mortgage is $200,000. let us say it appreciated over that 20-year that, uh, 20 span to $350,000. You're pretty much almost a millionaire in 20 years. Guys, think about this. Get focused, guys. Especially all my young guys, get focused. Don't just listen to this video and be like, oh man, it's cool. And then go back to scratching your balls, playing Fortnite, talking dumb shit with your homeboys. You get, you, your homeboys are doing no good for you. That there's nothing, you know, you got, you don't have a mentor. You don't have anyone you can look up to. Look, you can look up to me now. You're listening to me now. Get focused. Listen to the podcast. Listen to some, to some of my other videos. Sign up to the Patreon. That The Patreon is like a mentorship program. I could be your... I mean, I guess I can be your mentor uh, now by you listening to this video. Be, you know, I, I don't know it, but you're telling yourself, this guy's my mentor. I'm listening to him all the time. But we don't have that one in conversation like we could on the Patreon. But this is what I'm trying to tell you. Imagine if you're 18, 20 years old. In 20 years, you could have over half a milli um, on joint. Oh, oh, put that, put your Amazon link up. Oh, yes. Let me let me put up my Amazon link. OK, so I'm glad DJ Gemini uh, just just uh, talked about that. My wife, she just sent me a text, which means my wife's probably uh, <laughs> probably uh, watching the podcast, which means she's probably laughing when I was like the type of the type of chicks you want to be banging in retirement. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying some guys think like that. I mean, ladies, you know, you do going to trick off your money. I mean, I, I really wouldn't recommend that. But let me uh, I'm going to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put this. So for those of you that either, let's say you don't want to drop a super chat, right? Because you're just like, man, I ain't dropping those. I'm not donating no money to this dumbass dude. That's fine. Okay. Perfectly fine. Fine, fine, fine. But I always tell people, don't drop super chats. Sign up to my Patreon. Because if, you, if you're if you going to pay me some money, at least pay on Patreon. And you can get some videos too to go with it. Some good stuff. Now, I'm going to copy this link. Okay. 
I'm going to put this, let me go back to this amateur or this calculator. I brought, I have a bunch of calculators up here, but uh, here's my shop Amazon link. Okay, guys, you can use this link. This is one way you can support me in the channel. I'm an Amazon affiliate. If you guys didn't know that uh, many YouTube barbers are Amazon affiliates, which means if you see them do a product review or a haircut tutorial, there's usually links to in the description of different barber tools that they may use in the video. You click on those links, buy the products, they get a commission. With this link, you can shop on Amazon, buy whatever you want on Amazon using that link right there. So you can copy, like if you have on your phone, if you have a notes program, you can copy and paste that link in your notes. So every time you go to Amazon, just click the link, right? And it'll bring up Amazon for you and you could buy using that link and I will get a commission. And you're just helping me out and you're helping the channel out. So if you can't afford to drop a super chat, Okay, cool. If you can't afford to donate to the channel or support the channel through the Patreon, that's cool, right? Yeah, and I know that's another thing. Super Chat takes a lot of the money, which is why I tell people, don't donate Super Chat. Just go to the Patreon. Sign up to the Patreon, guys. But the Shop Amazon link, this helps. Look, because here's the thing. It's not like I'm putting a gun in your head saying, hey, you buy these $10,000 rims. No, buy whatever you want. You're gonna. Most people shop on Amazon anyway, right? So imagine this. You buy something on Amazon, but you didn't use my link. But you know I have a link, but you chose not to use the link. Now that's just basically free. That's that's basically money that just left, right? Money that could have come to me, could have gone to you. And by the way, uh, the Lake Show, you see this guy, the Lake Show right here? I encouraged him to sign up for Amazon affiliates. He is now an Amazon affiliate. He gave me his link. So now I bought something today. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know my ring light just blew out. And I just, I have to replace it. So I bought some new lights. I had him sign up for Amazon affiliates. He gave me his link and I bought uh, the, I bought some, um, some ring lights. Who knows? It may have showed up in this thing. I'm not sure if he checked his thing, uh, but this is how you can tell. I'm, I'm going to actually show you guys how this works. So on the Amazon, this is the homepage, right? So when you sign up for affiliates, it's going to change your home screen. You're going to get this little thing up top, right? And this is your site stripe. So you click on this. Whoops. Uh, please don't tell me. I'm going to have to log in. If it does, I can't show you. Okay, good. All right, I can show you. All right, so this is what it's going to show you. So if you guys, whoa, what the hell just happened? All right, so if you guys want to search a product, so let's say I'm like, okay, Babyliss, uh, Gold FX, right? Whoops, Gold FX. <laughs> gold FX. So I type in Babyliss Gold FX. Boom, look, it brings it up, right? 164. So what I'm gonna do is click this, I'm gonna get the link, I'm gonna shorten the URL, I'm gonna boom, boom, copy, and I'm gonna paste it in the description, or, and this is game for y'all guys. For If you guys have a strong following on Instagram, sign up for Amazon Affiliates, it is free. This is how you make some money, guys. You can make some good money, good extra side money with Amazon Affiliates. Easy work, guys. Like you can make some real, and I'm gonna show you how much money I make every month with Amazon affiliates. I'm gonna show you here in a second. But let's say on Instagram, right? Let's say you post tools, right? You're like, oh, these barber tools are dope. I love these this setup, like these three clippers. You could put in the description of your post, you can put links to all those products. People click those links, they buy it, you get a commission off of it. That's how a lot of YouTubers make a lot of extra side money. And let me show you how to look at the how do I look at my money? Where is it? Oh, dang. I think I just, did I just screw that up? I don't even know how to go through here. Okay. Oops. No, I want to look at something else. Damn it. 
because I don't want to show you guys something on accident and uh, that I don't want to show you, if you guys know what I mean. Okay, good. Here it is. So this shows you the earnings for the month, right? So like my earnings is $314. It's just this extra money, right? I didn't do anything for this money, right? I, a lot, a lot of stuff like lately, I haven't been doing anything. I haven't really been posting any links and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So th this is like, guys, you can do this stuff. Ask the Lake show. Like he's in here in the comments right now. Ask the Lake show. I don't know if he's still watching, but ask the Lake show. He can tell you this right now, how easy it is to set up. It was pretty easy when I did it. Now, look, I can click view full report. I could see everything that people buy uh, when you have an Amazon affiliate. Okay. You can see everything that people buy. All right, now I can come down here, okay? So this is everything that people buy right here. And this uh, double magnetics, right? And it's cordless master. And you can see how much you make from these. So if I click on earnings, this is gonna tell you how much they pay or how much revenue Amazon made out of it. And then this is your commission fee. So let's say a pair of cordless masters, okay? People bought five over the last, what is this, the last, 30 days. Yep. Last 30 days, people bought five pair of cordless masters. I got $35 off of those five transactions. That's free, right? That's free money. Okay. So let's look at something else. Uh, this is $10. Ooh. Okay. So someone bought a case. So it looks like someone bought a barber case. Um, they bought, oh, okay. Two people bought them. I got 10 bucks off of those two purchases. Let's look at some other purchases. Some things I may have made some more money on. But you could like, but anyway, nevertheless, you can see all the stuff that people buy, right? All sorts of stuff. Let me click on the second page because it looks like people bought some more stuff. So look, smart cat peek and play toy box. So look, someone just bought like nothing to do with barbering, which means someone probably used my shop Amazon link. And I got 70 cents off that transaction. Look at this. Um, whatever. Cattleman men's short sleeve solid Western shirt. Okay. I didn't get paid anything off that. Okay. Um, okay, let's see what else. Other weird stuff. Let's see. Okay, a sharpening stone. Okay, okay. But a lot of barber stuff. So I guess a lot of barbers. Okay, look at this. Fortnite. Fortnite official. How to draw official Fortnite books. Got 20 cents off that. This is all free money, guys. Pretty easy money. Now, oh, look at this. Tune 45 shave gel, right? People bought two things of Tune 45. So I got 20% off of this. I mean, that ain't nothing, right? That's pennies, you know what I'm saying? But I got paid a little money off, off to 45. Thank you very much. You know, so you see how this works, right? This clippers, suck, circer hair clippers. I made $3.33 off of these two clippers. Now let's go to my uh, payment history. Hopefully this doesn't show you guys any information. Hopefully, please don't show like my information. Okay. All right, good. Doesn't show my information. All right. So you see these payments. So this month, like I, I just got paid what a few days ago, June 29th, I got paid $600, right? $600 from affiliates in one month. This is just side money guys. And this is the type of stuff that I'm talking about where you guys can make money. Let me stop sharing my screen. Uh, cause that stuff is not important. Okay. So Guys, this is just what I want to tell you and open your eyes on ways you guys can make money. So again, that link, the shop Amazon link, copy and paste it into your notes. Use it every time you need to buy something on Amazon. It's free. If if you have one, right? If you have relatives, you know, come on, guys. We know this. Most people shop on Amazon. Think about this. Why aren't you getting a piece of the pie? 
use your affiliate link. Yes, uh, J, uh, J Beats and Waves. He says, uh, so I just make links and not have to have an actual product? Nope. You just copy and paste those links, whatever. You can do your shop Amazon link or you could do particular links to products. So J Beats and Waves, you probably looked in the description. Even look, guys, look in the description of this video. There's link, there's Amazon links in the description of this very video of the barber stuff I use. So like this microphone I'm speaking into right now, this laptop that I'm operating on right now, the soundboard that's controlling the audio right now, it's all linked in the description below to this video. You can click on this stuff and if you buy it, I get a commission. Um, it, it's very, very simple. You can do this stuff. If you guys have a big family, like I say, everyone's shopping on Amazon. Get your family focused on making you money. You guys can all make money doing this. And look, it's free money. It's not like you're having to knock and go door to door. Just tell them like, hey, man, look, we're trying to do this. Hey, support me. Use my link. You know, I get a commission. The bad part is people are always like, oh, what, what can I get up for out of it? Oh, oh, you're the only one going to make money out of it. Uh, why am I going to help you if I'm not going to get something out of it? That's a poor guys. Listen, if someone if someone's a uh, rebuttal to you is that. Don't just turn, don't turn around and walk, but run away because these type of people, you don't want them in your life. I'm telling you, get these people, get these type of people out of your life. ASAP in capital letters. These people do not need to be in your life. You do not want to be around these type of people because look, my man, the Lake Show, he's telling you right now. Um, no, there's no code. Um, uh, DJ Gemini 504, there's no code. If you click on that link, it's going to take you to Amazon. And Amazon's gonna know, blah, blah, blah. So just use it and blah, blah, blah. So like I said, the Lake Show, he sent me his. I'm gonna use his his code for every time I buy stuff on Amazon. And boom, boom, boom. You know, we, we just gonna keep it funky like that. You know what I'm saying? Very, very easy, guys. Um, I, I can't stress this enough. Like, if you go through the process and set it up, you'll be like, damn, he was right. This was easy. And the Lake Show just told you. I'm telling you it's easy. He's telling you it's easy too, okay? It's not a scam. It's, it's totally real, and it's 100% free. Anyone can do it. That's the one thing that people don't realize. But the key to make good money in Amazon affiliates is you have to have exposure. So me, I have a YouTube channel with almost 20,000 subscribers. I do a lot of products and uh, product reviews and things like this, which means a lot of people see my content. So a lot of people click my links. There's a lot of exposure. So for you, someone who, one, doesn't have a YouTube channel, two, maybe you don't have a lot of followers on Instagram and Facebook, you're probably not going to get a lot of exposure. So like I say, use your family, use your friends to do stuff, especially if you know they're buying stuff. Like I bought plenty of stuff on Amazon, especially like within the past year. I remember I've spent like over $2,000, maybe close to $3,000 on the surround sound system. Can you imagine if I would have had one of you guys' Amazon affiliate links and I just spent that much money on the surround sound system, how much money you would have gotten commission? Guys, come on. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This is like, get your family focused. Maybe you get some of your family members to sign up to become an Amazon affiliate. It's that simple, guys. Like, do this stuff. It's free. It's out there for you to make money. And also, if you guys didn't know, because I wanted to throw this out there, eBay also has an affiliate program. I didn't sign up for eBay because a lot of people have a, a negative stigma when it comes to eBay. They're like, they think eBay's a ripoff or, you know, whatever they, their thoughts on eBay. So I, I didn't even think about signing up for eBay because, you know, people, some people just don't trust eBay, but that's some game that I want to give you guys. Um, don't have the attitude of, Oh, what can you do for me? Or what am I going to get out of it? Just think about helping people. That's the key guys. Just help people. That's all I'm doing.
helping people. I don't, I don't, I'm not looking for anything for anyone. Know this about me, guys. Here's one of the things I want you guys to know about me. If I do something for you, I don't expect anything in return. Absolutely nothing. I expect absolutely nothing in return if I do something for you. Some people are like that where they do you a favor, they may do something nice for you, and then they're kind of like, you know, sideways, you know, if, if, if they ever need something from you, they're going to throw it back in your face. Nope, I'm not that person. If I do something for you, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm not going to bring it back up. Like if I ask you for something and you say no to me, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, don't you remember that one time I did this? Nope, that's not even my style. So, guys, I'm just trying to help you. I'm giving you guys jewels. Don't don't um, expect me, um, you know, whatever, you know. It just is what it is. Oh, okay. DJ Gemini says you just ordered $167 worth of stuff. What'd you order? Let me know what you ordered. I'm, I'm going to be on the lookout for it because as you saw, I just showed you guys. It doesn't show me. It shows me the items that were purchased. It doesn't show me who bought it. Okay. So I don't get to see that part of it, but I do get to see what was purchased, which is kind of cool because I can get to see like, oh, okay, these, you know, people buying this, people buying that, blah, 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 you know, because for a little while, people were really buying some off the wall stuff, really off the wall stuff. Look, I'm looking at this right now, access control, authentication and public key infrastructure, print bundle. What is this? Jones and Bartlett learning information system security. Someone bought this thing for $85.99 and I got $3.89. Or $3.87 because of it. Don't know what the hell. Maybe that's some coding or maybe that's some security software, whatever. But I got a commission off of it. So, so whoever bought that, shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who that person was. But whoever bought it, shout out to you. And I really do appreciate it. And everyone that uses my affiliate links, I, I appreciate everyone. Um, I'm going to put it in, in, the, uh, in the chat again. So, um. Who's still watching right now? Um, how, how many barbers do we got in the building? We got barbers in the building? Let me know. Do we have barbers in the building? Let me know right now. I see people trying to trying to hop out. We got barbers. We got barbers in the building. Let me know. We got barbers in the building. How many of you barbers accept Cash App? Who accepts Cash App? Barbers. This is time to get interactive on the channel. Get interactive. How many of y'all accept Cash App as barbers? Or really, how many of you guys have Cash App? Right? Let me know in the comments. Drop it in the comments. Okay, so he brought a wall shaver, ceramic blades. Okay. <laughs> she says she's here. <laughs> oh, she must be late then. She must be real late. Okay, so drop your Cash App in the comments. First person to drop their Cash App. In the comments, I'm going to send you something. First person to drop the cash app, I'm going to send you something. But you got the first person, okay? Uh, and I'm going to end the live stream on this note. Because you use your own link and you will get the commission. No, I can't use, that's the thing. I cannot use my own link um, to, I can't use my own link to get the uh to get it unfortunately i, I try trust me i, I try using my own amazon affiliate link to to get something but yeah amazon they're too smart so first person to drop their cash app i'm gonna send you something so 
Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Y'all don't even want to be interactive. I, but I'm, I'm going to get out of here, though, because uh, this podcast is pretty much over. Um, I just extended it a little bit because I wanted to drop some jewels on you guys about the Amazon affiliates. I thought that would be, whoa. Okay. Ooh, that, that tricked the hell out of me. Um, I thought it'd be very helpful for you guys. Um, but yeah. So I hope you guys sign up, you know, use those little tips that I just used and all that, you know, hopefully it can help you out with making some money. That's the whole purpose of it, right? Uh, use it to make you guys some money, things like that. But dang, yo. Okay. It's all right. So I guess I'm gonna be up out of here then. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, thanks for watching. I'm going to catch you guys on the next one. Um, dang, no one. I was going to send somebody some money, but nobody dropped their cash app in here. Dang, y'all. I said the first person. Look, all I said was the first person. Can you imagine? Like, you were about to get some free money, but then I couldn't. See how hard YouTube is? I can't even send you free money. Imagine me trying to get you to subscribe, share the videos, and all that stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Like, y'all don't even want to drop your cash app to, to to get free money. But man, it's, see, this YouTube is a grind, y'all. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling you this, okay? But I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm gonna get up out of here. It's been your man. I do it. I'm signing out, and I'll holler.